Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. Something. Bravo. Lord Lattimore of Jess Place and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Latimer Volkman and Tim Lynch. And the Denver Broncos were soundly beaten. Beaten. The Denver Broncos were soundly beaten. <laughs> they were beaten. Let's just they say were, it. <laughs> they were beaten like a mule on national television yet again. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a loss that uh, Travis Kelsey clowned us all by calling us the Raiders. Not a good loss. Makes us feel sad. Uh, I don't think we were soundly beaten either. That was. I don't either. I, I don't either. Saints game. I, I I never. Well, there was hope. There was a little hope at halftime, and then they did what they did. I they mean, had their chances to win. The Broncos did. 
they blew them. Because of our defense, we held them to field goals instead of touchdowns, which kept us in the game. Had our offense been more effective, we we might have beaten the Chiefs. We we actually, I think, prevented Patrick Mahomes from doing a lot of Mahomes things. I we were like unsoundly <laughs> beaten. <laughs> Does that make sense? No. Yeah. I would like to uh, shout out to a random user on Facebook who told me that uh, the defense was to blame because the offense had a very efficient day. And if the defense had just stopped Mahomes one time, they would have won the game. And, and McManus blew it by missing a field goal. And it's the offense was efficient, guys. So 16 points is the new definition in Denver for You're, you're giving airtime on something, something Broncos to some bozo from Facebook. I am still annoyed <laughs> with this guy, okay? He's still bugging. He's still on my nerves. I mean, that's like the worst hot take of all hot takes to say the defense lost this game for us. 22 points. We kept the Chiefs to their lowest point total all season. And we were talking about the Super Bowl champions with – one of the greatest quarterbacks oh, in the NFL in many Ross. years who will continue to be one of the greatest for a long time. And we kept them to 22 points. It's, I mean, it is not the defense's fault. It is the offense's fault that they can't score a touchdown, that they can give up the ball, that they can't hold on to it in the final drive. That all hangs on the offense. Every time you talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is, my soul dies a little bit. Yeah, like, can we not do that? Can we have a rule that, <laughs> like, can we just not do that? When we can beat him, we can stop talking about him like that. This is a good time to talk about Drew Locke. Here's the thing. This is what we should talk about. What do you need to see that helps you make up your mind either way in the next four games? Does he have to have terrible four games? Does he have to have mediocre and that says, hey, he can't do it? Does it have to be four great games and then you give him a shot? And then, and I also like this question, what do you do at quarterback? Do you, do you trade up in the draft or do, you, or do you go with one of the expensive veterans? And I will say no veteran cast-offs. I'm so tired of that. I don't care who they are. They're not good enough. What if uh, 20 years from now it's Peyton Manning's nephew? Arch. Well, that's not a cast-off. <laughs> I mean, I consider that to be... The guy you go after. I would go after any Manning in a heartbeat. There, So Tim Jenkins says, there is not a QB worth taking in this class outside of Trevor Lawrence who will be an upgrade over Locke. There could be a value situation emerge in rounds two plus, but only upgrade I see in round one is Trevor Lawrence. All the other guys in the draft will be worse than the 32nd best NFL starting quarterback in the NFL. So I find that hard to believe. I mean, yeah, that's what I do too. He's thinking about... The old value discussion in the draft, which I freaking hate. It's like um, everybody talks about Drew Locke, you know, got we got such great value because he was a second mm -hmm. round pick. Man, if he ain't good enough to be a first round draft pick, we shouldn't be drafting him to start. <laughs> there ain't no value in there isn't no value back in the league. There isn't no value <laughs> in wasting three years on a second round pick because you got value by waiting until the second round to get him. Well, if he ain't a starter, he ain't a starter. Just freaking move on. <sighs> yeah, but, but this is – come on, Tim. You, you know how we got here. This isn't – we didn't just wake up on the desert island. We didn't have an option for anybody else. And then the fact that we got Locke in the second round was good value. And last year he seemed like 
potential steal. This year, not so much. So then what do you do? We're at the 10th pick right now. The difference between Drew Locke last year and this year is I think Rich Scangarello was able to scheme guys open. His first read was open, you know, and Pat Shermer's offense requires a quarterback to survey the field and make the correct call. And that just isn't going to be Drew Locke's game, I don't think. What is Drew Locke's game? Uh, throw it to the first read <laughs> or to the covered guy on a second read because Jerry Judy's wide open for a touchdown, but that was his third read, so he never got there. <laughs> no, I'm digressing because uh, I'm really so tired of seeing the same thing over and over again every week. Right now we're picking 10th, and there's four teams tied with a 4-8 and eight record. One of them is the Carolina Panthers. So if the Broncos lose, they could potentially – move right on up near the top five. So, you know, there is potential in the final four games to get a much better draft pick. But at the same time, that would mean we go into each game thinking, all right, let's go get a loss. And I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. Well, I mean, with the exception of the Raiders game, I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to beat the Raiders. That's that's all I want. We could, we could win three of our last four, which would just be devastating to our draft hopes. Be the worst thing that could happen if they beat the Raiders, they would go from top five to 11th. So, you know, why not just win them all at that point? It's lose out or win out for me. And if they win out, they'll finish eight and eight, which would be awesome. 500, you know, that's a huge step forward. You know, it'd mean Drew Locke played lights out and is looking good. And, you know, that's something we can at least think, okay, maybe he just needed all year long to really start to figure things out. We'll be right back here week one in 2021. And, Hoping for the best. That was so positive about the whole thing. I haven't seen Drew Lock turn around yet, so it's hard for me to. I think there's a little bit of Shermer to blame on that. I'm not going to say all of Drew Lock's issues are based on the play calling. The Broncos' offensive coordinator has not done his best work with what he's got. He's, he's trying to jam that of... square peg into the round hole. Yeah. Why isn't it working? I don't know. You've got to know Drew Lock's limitation. If you have to call in the play, and tell them what to do or in the headset, do it. I mean, I'm not sure that's the issue. You have to be very honest with what he can and can't do. Like, just Tebow this guy and just and just give him the tools he needs, call the stuff he needs to, to do better. Well, yes, except I think you do see what happens if Drew Locke feels like he has total control a little bit or like if he, he takes on so much on himself where he's just going to make a play happen. We've got to get him out of that mode. If you don't see the open guy, okay, we're working on that. You need to see that the guy you are throwing to is double covered. or Triple is, covered. <laughs> yeah, or is being covered by one of the best cornerbacks or safeties in the league. And also that it's a, a low percentage throw. He has thrown the most deep passes of any quarterback, and he has the lowest percentage of completions on those. There's one thing that I've noticed that safeties opposing defenses are doing to lock is as soon as he drops back, they just sprint to wherever his eyeballs are going first. <laughs> and, and I'm not kidding. It's what's happening. And yeah. that's where all the interceptions are coming from because he still throws it because that's his first read. And that's why you see a lot of the safeties coming down with picks in the last couple of weeks. It's just frustrating. I saw this chart from pro football focus, uh, passing grade versus drop back efficiency. Oh, at the very, very bottom and the worst 
possible spot is two teams, the Jets and the Broncos. And at the very, very top by themselves is the Chiefs and the Packers. You know, that's the difference between good quarterback play yeah. and good good offensive play calling. I don't think that's going to just magically get better in the last four games. Drew Locke can't progress and start looking to his other reads. Defense is just going to feast on that first read. And they're just, you know. They have been. Yeah. It, that's, that's, that's why, why those balls are incomplete that he goes deep with because the safety's already there. So that's my point. Don't do that throw. Don't put that in there. Do the play action. Do the bootleg. Take that out of his toolbox. Yeah. Well, or or if he wants to chuck it up, like give him some 50-50 balls. Put Jerry Judy in a position, Noah Fand in a position to go up and, and take the ball away. Like we don't see that, but th- that's what those guys can do. Like, I mean, that's what Cortland Sutton did last year. My <laughs> biggest concern is that Shermer isn't calling these deep throws. It's just that's the one that Locke decides he's going to go to pre-snap because he wants the big play. That's the kind of thing that if he improves that for the next four games, to me, that shows potential. If he keeps doing those stupid interceptions, he's not learning. He did it last year, too, and got away with it. In 14 games, he, he's thrown for 2,900 yards, 16 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and he's 7-7 seven and seven as a starter. Is that a quarterback of the future? I don't know. Quarterbacks are supposed to come out of the league and be good right away now because the the rules are so much different. Yeah, in but that's that's unfair to expect. I think a quarterback is going to be good early in in twenty twenty. If they're going to be good in their whole career, they're going to be good right out the gates. There's there's a few examples of guys that didn't have a hot start and turn out to be good, but those are like unicorns. So is Drew Locke a unicorn? The exception doesn't lose the rule. Like yeah. that's that's what I keep telling I know, people. But I, think, I think it's. I agree, but it's more nuanced than that. I mean, you have you definitely have the guys if they start off poorly, the norm is that they don't finish. Like they they aren't generally a Josh Allen where you have a ton of interceptions, but by year three you're you know rocking yeah. the league. Oh, but they yeah. always leave out the fact that Josh Allen had ten rushing touchdowns. So it completely skews the fact that Allen had success as a young quarterback, despite some passing issues. Right. Yeah. So my point is that it, why are you crushing our hopes, Tim? <laughs> because I want to move on to the next of the 26. Quarterbacks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drew Locke is blind, though. He's literally, he can't see. His peripheral vision is this wide. He can only see in a straight line. I don't know what kind of vision that is, but it's like, Everything on the other on the outside of my hands right here, Drew Lock can't see. It does not exist. And the reason I know that is there's a screenshot of Nick Vanett right here, wide open for a touchdown, and Drew Lock threw the interception. I hate Drew Lock right now. <laughs> right now. Okay, so let's talk about this Sunday's matchup: Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. This is a game that is going to be played at Bank of America Stadium. 
in one of the Carolinas, wherever, whichever one that is that they play in. Are we still having a game? I'm sure if any of their position groups are down, they will reschedule. It's only the Broncos yeah. where they'll make they'll force to play the game. They'll, yeah, they'll make an example. I'm sure, I'm sure players will have something to say if if they do try to move it. I, I bet they'll be a little PO'd. I would be. I would say a lot. I would say more than they've said. You think our players would be mad, or the or the Panthers players? Oh, our players would be mad if they if they tried to postpone it again. Yeah. Like, you know, like, are you kidding? You, you forced us to play. You make that their dumbasses play. Yeah. And then we'll be told, well, you didn't have any players that actually had it. We just made them not be able to play. These players actually have it, so that's why we can't let the game happen. Is is what they say. Hashtag logic. There's a report from the Associated Press that the Carolina Panthers' recent COVID-19 transmission has been linked to some gathering of players outside the team facility during the bye week. Were they wearing masks? Did they have tracking devices? They could face a fine for their situation. Oh, but they won't be forced to play without quarterbacks in a game. I got you. Okay. I'm still so salty about that. I am too. Oh yeah. Well, what happens if it's like the coaches? Can they? Can they? Uh, can they do a whole game without any coaches in the in the game? Like, why not just like take away? Something That's a like great that? idea. Like, yeah. And you guys don't get any coaches. You're gonna you're gonna have to curly Lambo this bitch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be so sloppy. All timeouts would be used in the first you know five minutes of offensive possession and defensive possession. Playing this, a game without any quarterbacks uh, seemed like so crazy that it would never ever happen in a million years and yet here we are. Fist fights over who gets to stay in the game because nobody's there to sub. It's my turn to go in. No! <laughs> no. Back out of here. <laughs> Going for it on every fourth down regardless. Of oh, the yeah. Game. Kicking 75 yard field goal attempts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we need this year. That would make me feel that would that would better. that would be a perfect way to end 2020. <laughs> well, Mayhem and chaos. We should win this game because they're down players. Their defense is terrible. I mean, this is the game. No, like I said, like we we could we could win three of our last four games and totally screw our draft position. Like this is this is not where I want to be. I mean, the good news is there are 14 playoff teams. So the worst, the absolute worst we could do, I think, is what, 18th pick or 17th pick? You know, the worst they can do is 18th, uh, but the best they can do is like really, really high. And But even if we're 10th, we're still not getting the top two quarterbacks. No. So- uh, it, would, it would require Elway to actually have the courage to move up in a draft and get a franchise quarterback, which he has shown he will not do. He moved but up. No, he, Paxton Lynch doesn't do count. It. He might. I, he could be so tired of this, he just like the that. rest of us. That that something could something good could happen out of this. Who is he going to trade with? New York Jets are not giving up that number one. I think the Jaguars are going to win some games. Four. They've lost eleven straight. Four of their last five. They've they've lost by one, two, three, and four points. So like very close. They're they're close to winning games. And if the Bengals lose out and the Jaguars win too, it's it's good. It's over. We got we got a trade partner partner for the number two pick. Thank God the Giants have started to win games. <laughs> we need the Cowboys to win. We some need games the Cowboys to, to find their mojo. Yes, the Cowboys yeah. will do. Will they go quarterback? 
That's if they go quarterback, I and would trade the farm to get Dak Prescott because Absolutely. he's a he's a damn good quarterback. And he's already kind of PO'd at Jerry. So yeah. and we play don't we I think we go against the NFC East next year. So I think he might be the one veteran quarterback I'd be okay with us going after. It's because he's young. You know, he's still young and isn't in his prime and he's good. That's the one situation where I'd be over the moon, like Trade. We'd probably have to give up the number one pick, the the first round pick. But if if the Broncos are like picking tenth or eleventh, who cares? Give give it up for Dak Prescott. We'd have to give up a couple years. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, would, wouldn't you? Though? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of this I, I agree. I agree. But he's the only one I would do that with. I would not go after Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz nope. or God forbid. I would uh, definitely Matthew not even. Stafford. No, Trubisky, none of those guys. Please, Josh. Elway, don't do that. Rosen. Remember Josh no? Rosen. Is he yeah. even in the NFL anymore? Poor guy. Like <laughs> He's second or third string somewhere. I mean, he's the Paxton Lynch of top 10 picks right there. Yeah, he is. Boy, that's a bad title to be the Paxton Lynch of whatever year you are. <laughs> My brother in law asked me, you know, how would you know what a franchise quarterback looked like? And I'm like, man, we had Paxton Lynch. I think I know what, what one doesn't look like. <laughs> <laughs> We've had two of the best to ever play. We, we know what it looks like. And I know. We definitely know what it doesn't look like. It'd be nice, right? We played them the last game of the year. If, if we if we beat them, just to, just to keep them out of the playoffs. Just one more year. Cause, oh, I would love um, it. My brother-in-law would hear about it. <laughs> That that playoff drought, that playoff win drought, is gonna be old enough to vote here soon. So we got to keep that going. I would rather them just lose out and finish below five hundred again. That'd be my my hope. Yeah, five hundred or below. That's that's yep. okay. Because then all the Raiders fans will at least be got second place. <laughs> you know we're in QB hell, and we got the thirty second ranked quarterback in the league right now in terms of statistical evidence presented to you by Joe Mahoney. The stats don't lie. I like the Buzz Lightyear shtick too, but that's you know that's not getting it done. Yeah. I just yeah, I just wish I had. I still wish I had hope. Like I just don't <laughs> think I do with with Drew Lock anymore. But there's four games left. I don't I don't want to be too negative, but I'm already there. I'm not going to go into these last four games just assuming my mind's made up. That was my stance going into the Chiefs game with on Twitter, and you're like, "Why are you? Why are you being so positive?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, because I don't want to be so negative. Like, he could something could happen, right?" I messaged you right after he threw another interception. I was still mad. I was really, I was like, "Why are you being positive? Look at him. He sucks." This it was during the game. This is the next day that I'm talking about. You're about <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. still stewing the next day. <laughs> Because people were still liking and retweeting that tweet. I'm like, stop notifying me. I don't care if this tweet is being liked. I'm going to still give him the four games. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. He showed in the Chiefs game, I think, some good things. It wasn't like the whole 
game was terrible. That interception was awful. But before that, you know, he had that great pass to Noah Fan. That's the frustrating part for me, too, is you see those throws, but then on the interception, wide open guy right in front of him, Nick Vanette, as slow as he is, he would have run right into the end zone from 20 yards out. It would have been an easy catch and run score. So the question is, can you learn to see the field better? I think you can, but, you know, a lot of quarterback gurus think, you you know, he's not going to get any better. If he's not showing that now, he's never going to see it. I disagree. Yeah, experience, you always get better at it. I mean, but like Joe was Mahoney's post was pointing out, similar guys, he thought John Kitna would be a good comp for a guy who struggled early on and got a little bit better and was able to make a journeyman career out of the NFL. But is that what we want in Denver? No, it's not. But Joe's post was really good. And the stats tell a very important story. But you can't do that. You cannot compare stats to stats of another player because what you don't take into consideration are variables like the coaching or the opponents or the skill set that needs to improve. Like, are they the same problems? Or the pandemic. <laughs> or the, <laughs> right? Or the 2020 should just have a big old asterisk by it. He's gotten better over this season. The Miami game, he looked pretty good. The Chiefs game, he looked pretty good. He made some stupid throws, but he also was able to sustain drives. We had no three and outs, which is a pretty big improvement. Yeah, that was a good thing. What you want to see is that it's not really a close game where we just get lucky and we win, but we have maybe a, a dominating performance. And, and We do know, play the Chargers. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> that could and, be the dominating win you're talking about. And we play the Panthers, who are down starters and not not all that great defense. So we have, you know, that, that should help somebody like Locke. I mean, especially when our defense and our defense is playing so good, even without starters. <laughs> I mean, Fangio's done a good job of adjusting this game and staying competitive on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that. And frankly, you know, you say you said Drew Locke had a decent game against the the Chiefs, the Chiefs have one of the worst scoring defenses in the league. Like they, they give up a lot of red zone touchdowns. The Broncos have the fourth best. I mean, 16 points just. It's hard to win when you don't score points. <laughs> well, and the other thing is too, uh, unfortunately, because Drew Locke was tied to the Broncos so early and often before he was drafted, I just, I read re literally every draft profile. I think we probably all did before the draft. And the one thing I remembered from before even drafted, that was a huge concern for me because I know how important um, mental processing is in terms of seeing the field and, and having the quickness to get the ball out because the NFL is so much faster. One of the draft experts out there wrote that um, his biggest red flag was Drew Locke seemed to have slow eyes. Like he was slow to progress right. his eyes uh, across the field. And in my mind, that's exactly what's materialized in the NFL. That's what we're seeing with him not seeing other open players. And then his timing is always a little slow on his arm is strong though. So it makes up for some of it, but instead of anticipating guys being open, he waits, he has to wait till they are open. And in the NFL, that just, that's not going to lead to a lot of high percentage uh, completion rates and, and efficient quarterbacking. That's the thing with Peyton Manning. His, he, you know, he had a noodle arm, but he was so fast on the mental processing and knowing where guys were going to be and when 
the ball was already out and on the way before guys were even making their break. And as soon as they turned to catch the ball, the ball was hitting their hands and it was, it was beautiful. I miss that so much. <laughs> I know. And I will say we've had exactly two games since Peyton Manning where a quarterback has thrown for four touchdowns and both of them were by Trevor Simeon. T you sizzle, know? man. Oh my God. In 2016 and 2017, both, both. I know I was, I was at the Dallas Cowboys game. I saw it. And I was, I was one of the people that were like, Oh my God, we have to sign him. Like he could be, (laughs) this is it. We found it. (laughs) If you only had an offensive line. (laughs) And then four games later, we were like, no, no, no. (laughs) That was not not it. I mean, in hindsight, we probably should have signed him. Case Keenum was okay in stretches. No, he was awful. Flacco was awful. They're all awful. They've all been terrible. Give me the next one. Come on. Give me the next next one. If we get to the end of the season and Drew Locke had mediocre play these last four games, I think we need to take the cue from the Arizona Cardinals and do what they did. Cut bait and do all you can to draft the best quarterback. Yeah, does anybody think they made a bad decision? Yeah, right. No, of course not. I mean, uh, Rosen... Rosen, <laughs> I think so, he doesn't. He's probably person. like, "Wow, look at that Kyler Murray guy. He's good." And, and Rosen's mother. <laughs> Rosen's mother for sure doesn't. <laughs> I would be okay with Cutler level play again. Uh, that's saying a lot. Like, I mean, Kyle it, Orton. It was uh, no, no. Let's not let's not get crazy here. <laughs> I mean, the neck beard, it was great. He had his moments. He had the 6-0 run. So score predictions, Tim, what do you think? This Sunday, I I think a loss helps the team long-term, but I just, I have a feeling they're going to win this game. 20 to 17 uh, Broncos to pick six. Lori, what do you think? I am going to say, you guys are haters. I'm going 21 13 Broncos. Haters? I predicted a win. More than. I know, but you're like, I want them to lose. And they're. No, I said that a a loss loss would be good for them long term in 2021. But I I wasn't saying I wanted them to lose. I'm saying it would be good for them in in April. Okay. Okay. I take it back. You're not a hater. But not good for your your well being on Monday morning. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm going to say. Uh, Broncos, um, 17, uh, uh, Carolina Panthers, 6. Ooh, I like that. Come on over here, Fletchbo. That is? That is the end. <laughs> of something, something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by my son, Fletcher, Lori Lattimore Volkman, and dog. Timmy Zimzam and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. Are we gonna be lucky enough to not have to defend Christian McCaffrey? I don't even care. God. Just in time for my fantasy season to end. He's gonna come back. Thanks, thanks, Christian. Thanks for the three games and one. Drew, Drew Brees is coming back too for you, isn't he? No, he's gone. I cut him. He's. I'm moving on. <laughs> I cut him. He's. He can't be a keep. He, 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 if he broke all his ribs this year, imagine what is going to happen to him next year. Should I go pick no, up the Broncos' defense on fantasy? 
Uh, my fantasy season ended across the board, so <laughs> go for it. Like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, Deshaun Watson had 38 points, and Tyreek Hill had 36. And like every other one of my players had two, one. It was terrible. <laughs> but because of those two players, I I had like 78 points, and Scotty's team was terrible, so I won. Anytime you can beat Scotty, it's it's a good week. <laughs> I'm so glad I took a second round pick from him for Ezekiel yeah, Elliott. You were smart. That was a good, good move. Zeke hasn't done anything either. He's just stuck with him. <laughs> I know. It's like so much noise. All of a sudden, like the dog's freaking out. My generator's doing its test run. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sh should we open the show? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Are we not even doing the show we're, yet? We, well, we kind of are. We just kind of started it. Can't hear you, Tim. Can't hear you, buddy. Hey, Tim. All right. Now yeah, now I can hear you. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Have you heard great? me at all today? Have, um, earlier? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, so first of all, uh, I'm going to open the show. We're going to get the show started, and then uh, Lori can piece together this, this delicious conversation we just had. <laughs> right. Into, into something. So, I, I, feel um, like, I feel like every time there's like – a stop and interruption her soul dies a little bit because she's got to go back and find this spot and i know <laughs> should, should we should we be should we be quiet for a little bit so there's, so there's like a long like blank line so she can find it there you go that has that for a segue right there now you can just <laughs> oh we already talked about Julak. i thought we, we already did before. yeah we did Phew. i was like oh my god not again yeah, there's the edits that you can just ed drop it right there shh, shh patrick Just you know, just put him on. We need to get this out of the way. That's my other son. He's playing Plants vs Zombies over here, and he's just like... smashing the buttons. Isn't isn't coronavirus fun? You've been listening to something something Broncos, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.